Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Did you all see the story of Juliette L'Amour, who just won Ontario's second largest lottery jackpot in history, 48 million Canadian dollars. It was the first time she'd played. She had called her grandfather to tell him she was on her way to bring him some ice cream. And she says, he said to me, you just turned 18, go buy a lotto ticket, test your luck. I got to the corner store and I had to call my dad. Now she's laughing. I said, dad, grandpa wants me to buy a ticket. How do I do it? He's like, oh, just go inside and get a quick pick. Obviously, Juliet got much more than any of them was bargaining on. When asked what she plans to do with her wealth, she says, we're going to figure out how best to support initiatives that benefit the community. But for now, I'm still a university student, so I'm planning on uh, finishing my biology report this afternoon. (laughs) This winning windfall has in no way changed her career plan to become a doctor. Money doesn't define you, the wise 18-year-old says. It's the work you do, what you give, that will define you. There's a lovely twist to this story. This is actually not the first time Juliet's been featured in the Sousa Marie newspaper. In 2010, when she was five years old, Haiti was ravaged by an earthquake. She was at a hockey game with her family. It's Canada, of course they were at a hockey game. And the Canadian Red Cross had set up a table to mobilize aid. And the newspaper caught Juliet L'Amour emptying her entire piggy bank into the collection. Collection for Haiti, $61.38. Obviously, it's great to receive, like getting presents or winning $48 million, but it's also great to give. And giving from a sense of gratitude, of thankfulness, is the very best giving of all. It has the power to change our lives. Give and take. Just east of the Farallon Islands, outside San Francisco's Golden Gate, a fisherman spotted a humpback whale in distress. She was, in fact, entangled in a terrible web of crab traps and had hundreds of yards of line wrapped around her tail, her torso, and her mouth. When the rescue team arrived, they determined that the only hope for saving her was to get into the water with her. A wildly dangerous proposition. One slap of her tail could kill. Undaunted, 
They dove in and worked for hours with curved knives. Eventually, she was freed. The rescuers were bobbing on the surface, prepared to watch her swim away when she did something very unexpected. She swam in circles, what felt to them like joyous circles. And then astonishingly, she came back to each of them, one at a time, and nudged them gently. It was, they said, beautiful. The guy who cut the rope out of her mouth says her eye followed him the entire time. And he says he will never be the same. They all agreed that none of them will ever be the same. Give and take. Because at Arlington Street we follow science, I'm always curious about how our spiritual principles line up with research. Here you go. In their book, The Paradox of Generosity, sociologists Christian Smith and Hilary Davidson lay out an inarguable connection between generosity and happiness. Over a five-year period, they surveyed 2,000 individuals in 40 families from across the country, representing different race, class, and ethnic backgrounds, asking them about their spending habits and lifestyles. Three of their findings were, first, that those who report volunteering for 5.8 hours a month identify as very happy. Second, being generous. Everything from giving someone directions to helping a friend move activates the part of the brain that makes us feel pleasure. Those who are emotionally generous in their relationships, who are loving and emotionally available, are in much better health than those who are not. And third, those who donate more than 10% of their income report the lowest depression rates. Smith and Davidson's research concluded that generosity is essential to happiness. Give and take. A couple of weekends ago, I was driving out on the Cape and turned into a shortcut when, unbidden, I felt two strong emotions at once, a sort of ping of fear, and then immediately a warm wash over my heart, something like love, something like relief. And I realized I was on the part of the route that I had driven during the COVID shutdown, delivering food to particularly vulnerable neighbors. Fear, love, relief. When the pandemic hit, our friend Trudy Vermeeren had just supplied her restaurant, The Fox and Crow, to reopen for the spring. 
she realized that the fresh food was not going to last until, well, remember when they told us it would all be over by May 4th, 2020? Trudy partnered with a benefactor named Bruce Behrens and Common Table was born. Trudy and our friend Christian Schantz were in the kitchen five mornings a week preparing the food. A fleet of drivers picked it up and spread out across the Outer Cape, bringing meals to isolated elders, people with disabilities, and young families. Some of the recipients donated money to help float the project. They weren't necessarily in financial straits. One of them was Danny, who lives alone, disabled from a terrible fall at work. He was grateful for the beautiful food we dropped off, giving him a break from his own cooking, he said. But he was at least as glad to stand in the doorway, talking with us through the glass door we hoped would keep him from getting COVID, discussing everything from how his lilies would need to be thinned soon to eventually how his wife had died of lung cancer, how he hadn't been able to give up cigarettes, get her to give up cigarettes, and how he missed her. The sum of my feelings of fear and love and relief was gratitude at the experience of generosity. Not Trudy and Bruce's generosity, not our generosity in delivering food, but the shared generosity of everyone opening their hearts and letting others in during a very scary time. None of us volunteering with Common Table could have anticipated what an effect it would have on all of us who were supporting Trudy's vision. I know our pod Reverend Beth, Kem, and I felt so much gratitude that we could do something. And this is important. Our part was a little something, not a big something. You've heard me say that every gift matters. Everything we give to Arlington Street matters. But I'm not talking about what it enables us to do here both for ourselves and for others in our good name. I'm talking about it mattering to our well-being as a beloved spiritual community. It matters at a soul-deep level. I'm sure you've experienced this. I hope you've experienced this. The surprise and delight that you're actually getting something precious from giving a sense of worth, of belonging, and peace. Give and take. One of life's great mysteries is why people who have the least tend to give the most. Los Angeles, one of the wealthiest cities in the nation, is the least philanthropic. Minneapolis, largely middle class, gives the most. I remember a story Buddhist teacher Sharon Salzberg told about a friend's grandfather who emigrated from Eastern Europe at the turn of the last century. He had made the journey with a beloved childhood friend. They were headed off to different parts of the United States. At Ellis Island, they were forced to part. 
I think about this moment and it moves me so deeply. Two young men bravely saying goodbye to the last of everything familiar. They were starting out with so little, but they wanted to give each other a gift. Solemnly, they removed their brand new name tags with their new American names and exchanged them. I will never forget you, they said. In this way, by exchanging our names, we will share our futures. I promise I will bless your name with my new life. Sharon Salzberg writes, whenever the Buddha was teaching lay people, he would always begin with a teaching on generosity because it can bring so much joy and self-respect. In fact, the Buddha taught that no true spiritual life is possible without a generous heart. Generosity is the primary quality of an awakened mind. As I began reflecting on this year's Covenant Renewal Sunday about the power of generosity as a spiritual practice, about give and take, I kept hearing stories. There was the $48 million jackpot, and then came these. These are my favorites. Think, give, and take. Riding to work today, I watched a teenage boy help an elderly woman onto the bus. She was using a cane. He was so careful with her, assisting her every step of the way. The woman had the biggest smile on her face. They both sat down directly across from me, and just as I was about to compliment her on such a wonderful grandson, the boy looked at her and said, my name is Chris. What's your name, ma'am? And this. On my way home from work today, I stopped on the side of the road to help an elderly man who was struggling to change a flat tire on his car. Even though I hadn't seen him in nearly 30 years, it took me only a few minutes to recognize him. He was the firefighter who had pulled my whole family out of our burning four-story apartment when I was a kid. We chatted about it for a while, and then, as soon as I had the spare tire secured on his car, we looked at each other for a long time. We shook hands for a prolonged moment, and at the same time said, thank you. And finally, this. Tonight, at the local convenience store where I work, an elderly man with a guide dog came in, went to the aisle with the greeting cards, picked up a card and hold it really close to his face and struggled to read it. Just as I was about to walk over to him to help, a huge truck driver asked him if he needed assistance reading. 
and then proceeded to read him almost every single greeting card out loud until the man smiled and said, that's perfect. My wife will love that one. The truck driver beamed. Beloved spiritual companions, today as we renew our great covenant of love and service and make financial gifts to support Arlington Street and our work in the world, let's embrace give and take. Generosity is essential to happiness. Giving from a sense of gratitude has the power to change our lives. The guy who cut the rope out of the whale's mouth will never be the same. The teenage boy with the elderly woman, the firefighter with the flat tire, and the man whose life he saved, the truck driver reading greeting cards, generosity is the primary quality of an awakened mind. I promise, said the childhood friends as they exchanged their name tags, I will bless your name with my new life. Amen. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. From theologian, organist, and physician, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, at times our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Thank you. Amen.
please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.